welcome to the What I Wish I Knew After Pregnancy Loss podcast. I am your host, Shana Southern. I am an angel mom, a rainbow mom, a pregnancy loss practitioner, and trauma-informed coach. I created the Institute of Healing Through Pregnancy Loss out of my own experience with loss in the hopes to provide understanding and healing, educating people on pregnancy loss, and creating more women or men in trained support roles. In this podcast, I hope to shed light on what I wish I knew in relation to pregnancy loss, opening up the conversation, breaking the stigma, and bringing real-life stories plus guest experts. Thank you for being here with me today, and let's dive into today's episode. Hello, beautiful souls. Today's episode is part two of a two-part podcast episode. So if you haven't already, I encourage you to go back and listen to part one, and I hope that you find value in part two of this interview as well. Now let's dive in. I always say that we've had to go through probably one of the hardest times in our life alone, even though there might have been, like you might have had a supportive family, but essentially in their grander scheme of things it feels isolating because the medical system doesn't support you society doesn't support you there's not a lot of people that you can talk to or you feel like you can talk to because they just don't get it just because we've had to go through all of that alone doesn't mean we have to go through our healing alone too and like you said you know the healing journey does start also when we can find that safe person on the outside of us that can support us through that that can hold our hands that can be that safety net. Yeah. I mean, that gave me chills that we don't have to go through healing, the healing process alone. And I do believe there's this belief because for a lot of us, including myself, that we have to do that because, well, I was forced to do all this alone. So why would it be any different? And what I do want to say is that finding mentors or practitioners out there isn't always easy. It's not just the thing where you you know, snap your fingers and this miraculous therapist arrives. And another important aspect is someone might have all the training in the world, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you'll feel safe with them, that you'll feel that they understand you, that they give you space, that they give you empathy, that they give you support. So I definitely tried to find some therapists and I'm like, well, I'm only going to look for therapists with over 25 years. And because I know, quote, this is my thoughts. I'm not saying this is accurate because I know what to look for and because I know what trainings are the best. And I'll be honest, when I did that, they couldn't, they couldn't relate to me. I had people shame me for my experience. I had people victim blame me. And these were therapists with 25 years of experience. And so what I will say is that just because someone has X amount of years does not mean that they're going to hear you or be there for you more than someone with two years or five years. So that can feel frustrating because it's like, okay, well, I know that they're more experienced and so they're going to be better. So one thing that I always recommend is that a lot of therapists do consultations, free 15-minute consultations. And so you can get a little bit of a vibe of, oh, you know, just in that 15 minutes, and of course, that is not a holistic picture of who someone is or how your relationship will be. But just in that 15 minutes where you don't have to pay any money, you can be behind a phone, you can 
get a little bit of a sense of who that person is, if they have experience working with aspects that you're encountering, things that you've been through. And if you feel like I can kind of relate to them or I not necessarily on a personal level, but I feel like comfortable with them, maybe a relative comfortability. That's always what I recommend because it can be really, it can actually be re-traumatizing to tell our stories over and over again to someone who's supposed to be a helping professional and they don't know what they're doing. So it's something that I am really passionate about. Even if we don't have openings, I always call people back and say, I'm so sorry, but here's another resource because to reach out for support and then say to either not be responded to and you're reaching out for support, it's just re-traumatizing. And to me, that's just a disservice. One in four pregnancies will result in miscarriage. One in eight women will experience infertility. One in 100 women will experience recurrent miscarriage. And one in 160 births end in stillbirth. Have you been wanting to make a difference in the lives of women or men who have experienced pregnancy loss because you can see so many suffering in silence, but you just don't know how? Collectively, we can change how bereaved parents can access mental, physical and emotional support after their experience. There is a lot of women with unhealed trauma and there's a huge gap in the current support system when it comes to bereaved parents' recovery after loss. There are too many women and men suffering in silence. The Pregnancy Loss Practitioner Certification is a worldwide, one-of-a-kind program that gives you proven methods designed for healthcare professionals, medical staff, midwives, nurses, doulas, birth workers, coaches, and angel parents alike. The Pregnancy Loss Practitioner Certification is bridging that gap. It will give you a proven support structure to follow and education specific to pregnancy loss, created by a loss mum. It is creating more education specifically for loss so that you can enhance your service and become the point of difference. Or you can create the support that you so desperately needed in your healing after loss. This is the next level of growth and expansion you have been searching for. So does this sound like something that you have been searching for? Let's explore this more together. You can head to the episode show notes where you'll find the program application or direct message me on Instagram and let's open up the conversation in how you can use this education. You have a gift and I look forward to supporting you and witnessing you bring your gift to the world, healing and transforming women's lives. That is important to note as well, finding the right person for you. And to also know that not everyone is going to be suited for you. So I don't know, I'm talking to you as a female. So if there's any males listening in at any point, I'm sorry, but it's like trying to find the right bra. (laughs) Not everyone is going to, to fit right and to make you feel good. So, and it could be that you've spent hundreds and hundreds on like getting fitted properly by a a fitting specialist and then they recommend this bra and you're just like yeah I like it but it doesn't feel good like when I wear it it doesn't feel good and then you go and buy a cheap a cheaper one at 
a more like a generalized department store and that fits perfect and it makes you feel good and it's comfortable and it's supportive. So it's not to say that, like you said, the person that you thought would be the most supportive wasn't actually the one for you. I've heard women say it to me before, you know, going to see someone to help them and then like, oh, but I actually don't, I'm not getting out of anything out of it or I don't actually get along with them, but I'm going back to them because I've got these, you know, I've got a referral to them or, you know, I've paid for sessions. So they keep going back. Like it, it's not your only option. You don't have to keep going back. You don't have to keep going to the person that's not supporting you or that isn't giving you the results that you want. You can keep looking and you can keep trying to find that person that you said you have that, that relative comfortability with. Like, the person that you're like, oh, actually, I, it's not so hard to talk to this person. I feel comfortable with them. And they are out there. And even through what I've created, I'm hoping that I can create some more practitioners that can be that support for others because there's just not enough. There's not enough support. So yeah, it's essentially why I created the practitioner program because I was like, I need to create more of these people that can do that, that can hold space, that can really deeply get you and know that you're speaking to someone that actually understands you. Yeah, if it's if the person that you're seeing, if you are seeing someone right now and it's not that's not suiting you, it's not working for you, keep your options open. Look out for someone if there's anyone else that you could potentially help you. Yeah. And that is part of listening to our bodies. If our bodies are saying, oh, this just doesn't feel right, like we love the bra analogy or it could be any piece of clothing, right? Just doesn't feel right. And so the reality is we can override that urge and say, oh, well, this is the best store and it should fit. And everybody else, like everybody else got their bra from this store. And maybe that's not right for us. And that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with me. And that's, that's the extra piece is just mm-hmm. because I don't get the bra from, I don't know, whatever bra store. A high end you know. place. Yeah. Right. A high end, right? Doesn't mean that there's something wrong with me. And we talk about this concept of meaning making in somatic therapy about there's this aspect of even meaning making in the bra we have, right? We're going to use this example, right? So what bra do I have? What size bra do I have? What color? And then we create a meaning out of it. Well, if I have this size or this color or from this store, I'm X, I'm not okay. And that's just a meaning that we've made. And so can we get curious about the meaning that we've made from that and maybe just focus on, but I really like this bra hmm. and how does it feel in my body? I can like move around in it. Like the other day I was working with someone and I'm sure everybody can relate regardless of their gender, sex, orientation of my pants, their pants were a little tight and they noticed it in session and they were like, my pants feel like really tight. And I was like, okay, like, yeah, what is it like to notice that your pants kind of feel tight right now? And they're like, oh, I don't like it. I feel restricted. And then they, they thought of this and they, they realized, oh my gosh, can they say this? They said, can I unbutton my pants? Right. Not take off their pants. Right. But unbutton their pants. And I said, of course. Right. So they unbutton their pants and it was like this whole opening this whole spaciousness of they were then able to be what I say 1% more comfortable. And when we're 1% more comfortable, we're a little bit more comfortable 
maybe we can actually create the space to heal. And so what are the conditions moment to moment for our nervous system to not work so hard? So if maybe I'm not in these tight pants, maybe I can unbutton them. Or maybe I'm in this like really nice flowy bra. Or maybe my, you know, hair is not so tightly wound in a, you know, a pony. Maybe those are conditions that to the outside world would be silly. Like who cares if your hair is up or down or, but if that's going to create the sense of like, okay, now I'm like really focused on my hair and I don't like it and it feels tight. I don't know if anybody can relate to this, but when I have a tag in my shirt, I cannot focus on anything because it's like itchy and I just want to like cut it off. And so how am I supposed to do greater healing work when I have a tag stuck in my shirt? And that's kind of like what we're walking around with when we have trauma. It's like we have a billion tags stuck to us. And so that's what somatic work helps us do is like, what are the right conditions moment to moment so I don't have to work so hard? So I don't know about you, but when when I have trauma, when I have trauma, because I have trauma, that was a weird saying, way of saying it, because I have trauma, I feel like I have to work so hard. And what we try to do in somatic work is help us not work so hard because how am I supposed to work so hard and then do healing work? That just sounds so exhausting and I'm already exhausted. So part of finding this right fit is about that. And it's not about you being pretentious or about you being picky. It's truly about this is the right conditions I need to heal. Oh, I love all of the, especially the tags, because I was like, in my head, I could picture out my nervous system with a million tags because I'm the same. I cut tags off almost instantly <laughs> if, there's, <Yes. laughs> if there's anything on me because I know how annoying it is. But that's it. Like we're walking around with this tag and we're willing to put up with it because it's not acceptable to actually seek help or I have to figure it out on my own. I'll figure out these tags. I'll, I'll eventually get used to them. But then you don't like, and then you end up like me. I was diagnosed with high functioning anxiety and depression. And I was like, how? Like it felt like two com- like complete opposites, but that's what my body was doing. I was going into fight and flight and I was going into shutdown, fight and flight, shutdown. I was bouncing between fight and flight and shutdown. And now I have this over the years, I've developed tools to support myself through that and obviously had people on the outside of me to help me through that. But I have this low-lying hum of anxiety through my body like every single day. And like you said, when you have that, it's exhausting your body already. So then how do you then be this person that shows up every day and does all of the things on top of that? Because your body is already exhausted. It's already, you know, tired. It's like, I don't know, it's our responsibility to actually go, you know what? No, there's something out there for me that I can support myself and I can find this person on the outside of me that can help me start to release this, start to unwind how tightly my body is wound up, start to find, like you said, those 1% of like, how can you support yourself just that 1% each day and bring that bit of comfortableness (laughs) to your body, to that bit of calm to your body. Yeah. And even if we start in this moment, 
if you're willing, only if you're willing, right? This is always invitational and I'm going to do it too. Is in this moment, I invite everybody to see if there's one thing we can do to make ourselves 1% more comfortable and just notice what happens. What was that like? I'm like less tension in my back. Hmm. And I was able to shift the weight of my hips. So like I just re- I realized when you said that I was like leaning into one side. Yeah, as you were sitting, you mean? Yeah. yeah. And did you have to tell your body? So obviously people can't see us unless this is being recorded video wise. No. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. So people can't see what we both just did, but we both moved. And did you did you have to tell your body how to move? No. You just cued me to go just make that myself one percent more comfortable and I just did what I felt like I needed to do I didn't specifically tell my body that I needed to stretch and shift my weight like I mentally I didn't mentally have to say it up I just did it yeah yeah like you didn't say oh I noticed my hips this wasn't a verbal dialogue oh I noticed my hips are Mm -hmm. on level so I'm gonna move my leg and then move it this way and move it that way your body just did it Mm. That's our innate capacity to heal. That's our innate capacity to move towards greater health. Mm. And I know it feels tiny, but it's so big because when we have the right conditions, if we have the right conditions, our body already has that innate read. We don't have to create it. I don't have to tell you, you're sitting uneven. Can you move your leg this way? Can you stretch your back? You just did it. And I just naturally moved my neck. I kind of sat back in my chair a little bit more, but I didn't tell my, I didn't cognitively with my verbal voice tell myself, Sarah, move your arm, move your leg. And so that is a small, but really powerful thing we can ask ourselves throughout the day. How can I make myself, if I'm willing, always if I'm willing, there's always consent involved in this, 1% more comfortable. And it doesn't matter where I am. I could be in my car. I could be on the metro. I could be at dinner. I could be sleeping. I could be in my bed. But sometimes, I don't know about you all, but sometimes I realize like my foot's falling asleep and I just don't do anything about it. Like, okay, or maybe (laughs) I could do something about that. So where do I have choice? And the point is 1% more comfortable. I'm not saying that all your back pain is going to go away. You're never going to have tension anymore. I'm not saying that all the things, but what is potentially 1% or a half a percent or a quarter percent more comfortable? It's a question we can get curious about. And if that felt too big, that's okay too. And noticing, oh, that felt really big for me. And we can get curious about how that felt really big for us without maybe judging ourselves or making meaning that there's something wrong with me, that that felt really hard. Maybe it's okay that we can get curious and that tells us some really cool information. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'd like to start. And that's yeah. something we can implement. And that's trauma work. Trauma work doesn't have to be all terrible all the time. I actually laugh in some of my sessions and my clients say like, I don't know how I'm laughing And we don't never laugh at the trauma. We don't laugh at the bad thing that happened. But part of this work is saying like, maybe it doesn't all have to be so bad. That's some of the work I do. 
Yeah, it all doesn't have to be so heavy because there is yeah. some yeah, there is lightness in all of that too. And our body to be human is to experience the light and the dark, the heavy and the good that like again we're putting labels on it, but the good and the bad emotions, the good and the bad sensations. So it's okay. Give yourself permission to feel, to give yourself permission to be curious, to do that thing that will make you just that little bit more comfortable. I love it. Okay. <laughs> I love your work. On that note, where can people find you if they want to see more about what you do? Definitely. I have a website, embodiedwellnesstherapy.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram at Embodied Wellness Therapy. So hopefully you'll put that in the show notes so people don't have to frantically write it down. And I'm only able to see people in Michigan due to my licensure. But if you ever have questions, you want to find people who do somatic work, feel free to reach out. I always respond. So I'm not one of those people who just gets so bombarded that I can't even respond. I promise I'll respond and help get you to where hopefully you need to be. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time today and sharing all of your gems and your, you know, your knowledge and your wealth of information. Thank you. I've really enjoyed speaking with you. And I think this topic is so important to reduce shame, gain support, know that, you know, um, Mm. yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. I've taken away a lot myself today and it was such a good conversation. I I love talking about all things healing and yeah. (laughs) Me too. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sarah, for being a part of the What I Wish I Knew After Pregnancy Loss podcast. Thank you to all that have listened in. If this episode was valuable to you, I invite you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and I look forward to supporting you on the next episode. Thank you for listening in with me today. I hope you found this episode helpful. If you did, I would absolutely love to hear from you. Take a screenshot of this episode, share it to social media and tag me at Institute of Healing underscore PL. I love seeing what is resonating with you right now. If you want to chat further, I invite you to connect with me through Instagram. Head over and follow my Instagram account, send me a DM and let's open the communication. If you want to know more about how you can be the support for others, head to the show notes and fill out the application form for the Pregnancy Loss Practitioner Certification. I want to also note here that what I share within the episodes is not medical advice. If you need further support, please consult your doctor. Thank you again. Much love to you. Be gentle with yourself and I look forward to supporting you on the next episode.